Hey y'all, good morning. This is episode four of Life As We Grow It. And today we're gonna talk about getting to know ourselves, our definitions, and magic, of course. And my favorite at the end, how I believe all of this is a simulation. So if this sounds great for you and it sounds like something that you wanna listen to and partake in, please continue listening. And if not, with all due respect and peace, grace, love, and gratitude, immediately close this box and run away screaming into the hills. So the first thing I want to talk about is how important it is to know yourself. And I say this because myself included, a lot of people think that they do. But when you meet someone who can actually look at you and like call you out on your shit and stuff like that, you start to realize maybe you don't know exactly who you are or maybe you've been sort of not lying, but lying to yourself about your capabilities or how honest you are and things like that. And I really wanted to talk about this because lately it's been standing out to me how much people put their definitions of me onto me you know they project who I am in their head onto me and are thusly surprised when I'm completely different from whoever they made up and I can't understand that because as human beings that's how we make sense of the world you know we understand our environment by making definitions and observations and you don't have to walk up and touch everything to define it accurately and so I can get why people think it's acceptable to do that to other humans however I've grown to a point where I no longer try to do that I like to look at people and understand that each person is their own universe you know their own world walking around and nothing that I could ever ascertain from their appearance is going to compare to who they really are on the inside. And so you will never be able to accurately define a person before you ever speak a word to them. Maybe some people, you know, that's where your stereotypes come in. Maybe some people can be defined that way, but I do think it's worth it to just assume nobody can and give everyone the same benefit of the doubt. Now, that's just how I am. I can't speak on how other people are. But I've come to that conclusion because the definitions people put on me have really almost hurt so much to where it's taught me that I need to give other people the benefit of the doubt. And maybe that's just something that I had to learn, you know, from karmically speaking, past life, all that shit. Like maybe I just had to learn that. And that's why in this life I get treated that way. And so knowing yourself is going to be from what I've observed, far more important than making sure everyone else knows who you are and trying to prove yourself to everyone because that's still something I'm working on. Having moved so far away from my family at, I mean, I guess it wasn't a late age. 20 is pretty good age to be moving away. But 20 years being around people, you know, my family, I went to school in a small town. So the people I graduated with, majority of them were the people that I started kindergarten with you know so it's like I never really had to define myself or I never really had to introduce myself or correct anyone 
on who they thought I was because of growing up, I was around people who have known me my whole life, you know, so it very rarely could I do something to surprise anyone around me, the people that grew up with me, you know, there's nothing that I could do to surprise them, and then I move here, and people are faced with nothing but surprises when it comes to me because I I don't, I'm not sure what people think when they see me I've never really asked I mean I do like to talk about myself with people but I never really asked them what it was that they thought about me when they first see me but based off how they treat me though like I would think people would assume I'm like materialistic or stuck up whatever it is and not being given the chance to be something other than that before I'm treated that way is what hurts me. And it's what I'm afraid a lot of people go through. A lot of people are treated based off their appearance or based off of rumors before they're ever given the chance to, you know, show who they are. And it's not like you have to prove yourself to everyone. Of course not. But at the same time, Who's going to be comfortable walking around with these false projections on them when they know that that's not who they are? There has to come a time where we stand up for ourselves, right? I mean, that's what I'm working on right now. And maybe that's what you're working on, too. I'm really trying to figure out at what point do we stand up for ourselves without seeming, oh, she's defensive. Oh, you know, calm down. It's not that serious. Oh, it's very hard for me to draw that line between leaving people with their definitions and making sure somebody knows who it is that they're talking to. You know, I personally don't like being falsely represented, whether that be by someone's projections or by their insecurities or the rumors that they spread. I don't like to be falsely represented because to me that will play a part. I look at everything as future opportunities. And if someone has a false definition of me and they carry that into a room with them, into something that would have been a great opportunity for me, that is why I feel the need to correct someone. Now, it's been said to me that I need to relax on that and not be too concerned with how people perceive me. However, I think it goes to say that the certain sensitivities that I walk around with, I pick up on people's projections so much quicker than what I would assume anyone else does that's okay with letting people have a false definition of them. And because I pick up on the projections so much quicker and more easily, I guess, I mean, I'm really sensitive to it. And so because of that, it's hard for me to walk past someone or talk to someone that is incorrectly defining me even as I'm in their face you know because I can pick up on that I can feel it and sense that this person this person thinks I'm full of shit or this person thinks if they smile and not enough I'm gonna give them what they asking for or this person thinks that I'm condescending them I can pick up on those things and more often than not it's kind of an insecurity that they're walking around with that I play on. Now, of course, not, let me just say this. I'm not saying that my insecurities aren't being projected onto them. Maybe these people are not thinking these things about me. Maybe these people don't care. You know, maybe they are giving me the benefit of the doubt and my insecurities are making them think, making me think that they don't. 
I completely reserve space for that reality. I am allowing that to maybe be true. I'm not saying that I know everything and I'm not saying that I'm always in the clear. You know, maybe there's at some point my insecurities are projecting and I think someone is falsely defining me and they're not. I completely allow space for that. That's fine. However, that is not what I'm sensing. And it doesn't really add up because I do check and double check myself, especially more as recently because I've been known to kind of like snap. And I don't want to be that type of person, especially if I'm wrong. You know, if I'm just being loud and wrong, I don't want to be that person. Like that does not serve me. It does not feed me to not know myself that much to where I think someone is falsely defining me and they're not. And so I really want to open up the conversation on how is it that we know ourselves and how is it that we define ourselves if not when given conflicting definitions from the people in our environment or for the things in our environment you know I'm defined as me being a black woman you know let's take that for example society in the past has defined us as like loud and oh she ratchet oh child she ghetto you know I can list out all of the definitions of a black woman that I've heard, that I've been told, that I've been showed on TV and media, or I can take those definitions and see how they add up to me and the black women in my life, and I can create a new definition. Like, that is what I've learned, and that's what I'm trying to do as far as definitions and knowing yourself and deciding what it is that the world gets to see. And deciding that no one gets to define you but you. It's important because the more I learn myself, the more I'm learning my capabilities and the aspirations that I want, the goals that I have in the future are not too big. You know, they're not. Yeah, they're huge, but they're things that I feel as though I'm capable of attaining. And I do encourage everyone out there to do the work into knowing yourself because it's not like something that happens overnight I get complimented all the time like oh your confidence is so and the way that you speak and you're so matter of fact yeah it doesn't it's not something that happened overnight for me I had to learn myself I had to sit there and be alone with myself even when I didn't want to even when I hated to even look in the mirror And I know so many people that are going through that. And so I really just want to talk about how important it is to cut everyone else's definitions out and ask yourself what it is and who you are. Like, how do you want to define yourself? You get to decide that. And then you get to either agree or disagree with other people's definitions based on what you've decided for yourself. I think it's vastly important to have a self-definition something that you can go back to and look up something that you know is true you would never put yourself in a position to overexert or even minimize your potential if you have the proper definitions for yourself and in my experience it wasn't easy to come by I can't say how easy it might be for other people but it wasn't easy for me to come with these definitions that I'm confident or that I'm actually super smart or that I'm not mean at all. It took me a long time to realize that I'm not mean. I'm not a mean person. Yeah, my face and my ego has developed to protect me in that way. 
But that doesn't mean that that's who I am deep down. And because I know that about me, I give other people the benefit of the doubt. You know, I might meet your ego, but that doesn't mean that that's, you know, I know there's deeper than that because there's deeper than that with me. And so do you see how knowing yourself gives you a better advantage at knowing other people based on how accurately it is that you just define yourself and whether or not you're running away with other people's definitions and who they think you are, who they've told you that you are, because that alone can cloud your judgment on who and how you're defining other people. You know, if you've never been taught or shown the correct way to define yourself for other people, you will be distorted your whole entire life, perhaps, you know, without giving the work. So I don't want that for you and I don't want that for myself. And that's really like the first thing I want to talk about because it is so important. And it goes back to that, you know, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone. And that's true. And I do believe all the world at this time is learning how to love. And so if that's what we're doing, we need to definitely learn how to love ourselves first, regardless of every other influence or environment or definition we need to learn how to love ourselves ourselves yourself we're all worthy of love i'm not it's not particular on who you are i can't think of a single person who isn't worthy to love themselves now i can't say they're worthy of love from me and maybe they're not worthy of love from you but they're worthy of love from themselves always if you're a self on this planet you should be loving yourself and that's just the rock that I'm willing to die on about this. Is that the phrase? The hill I'm willing to die on? The soapbox? I'm willing to die on something to say that every person needs to cultivate self-love. Because that way, no one can define you except for how you've already defined yourself. So I want to talk about what really got me on this topic today of knowing myself. Um, along with things that I went through this week at work and the, you know, weeks prior to work on, I believe it was Wednesday, my cousin and I went downtown and there's this place in Atlanta called Little Five Points. And down there, we went into many little stores. We stopped at a graphic designing place, a vegan restaurant, and then lastly we stopped at a metaphysical shop which mind you I did not know was there I thought there was only one and it closed and so I was like fuck it you know we'll just walk around look at the artist and you know see what we can find maybe we can find a bar or some food so we were just walking around you know talking to the local people that were out on the street we actually ran into this artist his name is Derek actually so we ran into Derek on the street he was sitting there you know he asked us to come over and look at his drawings and so we did and he was talking to us about his art and I was asking him like you know so is this what you do because when I looked up his Instagram one of my cousins that was here um about a year ago was already following him so I'm like yeah you must be sitting out here you know you must be here a lot because my cousin already follows you and she's hasn't been in Atlanta in a long time at this point so we're talking to him about his art and I was just asking him like you know what do you do like is this what you do like do you have a job do you clock in anywhere and he's like no fuck no literally that's what he said fuck no the only reason I came to this planet was to create art end quote and in that moment I'm like what 
what about your bills like whoa whoa what do you mean so as much as I thought I'm like you yeah, know you know I have a, th- a separation from 3d life and this he literally trusts himself in the universe so much that he's like you know fucking I'm an artist like this is my job I eat in what I make if I don't make anything then hey you know and not that I'm willing you know not that I'm ready to just quit my job and go and spin circles on the street but I definitely found a deep resonance with that and a deep respect for him for being there you know being that vessel which is what he said he was he's like I'm just a vessel and so for him being that vessel to really you know reiterate in me that it depends you know you get to decide how your life is gonna go you get to decide if you're gonna work the job or if you're going to say fuck that and follow your artistic dreams at the same time though maybe your dreams are working a job you know if you want to be a doctor I don't think you could really say like fuck society I'm gonna be a doctor out of my house like yeah no I don't (laughs) I wouldn't recommend doing that you know maybe go to medical school maybe work in a hospital maybe 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 you're gonna figure something else out I don't know But for me personally, because my dreams are more on the artistic, you know, side of things, I did take a grain of salt from him saying that. And it did mean so much to meet someone who's so humble about it, honestly. And his artwork is amazing. I actually got um, a small sketch from him and I got his permission to get it tattooed. So we'll see where that goes and I'll keep you guys updated on that if you like, but I definitely am going to see about that because that experience was so memorable and meant so much to me in that moment where I was trying to figure out who it is that I am because while walking down there, all the shops that we went into that day, not all of them, um, the graphic designing store, no, but the majority of the shops down there were ran owned, ran or owned by black people. Like every store we were walking into it was a black person standing there and that means something to me personally that it does just the older I get the representation of it and also seeing people in positions that I one day want to be in and those people look like me you know they are facing the same adversities and they have the same setbacks that I have it's not the same as walking in and seeing any other ethnicity or any other race of person doing it only because I can't necessarily relate to the plights that they might have gone through so I'm not sure you know if you walk into a store and you see an Asian American in there and you get happy because you Asian American I completely relate to that like that is why I felt so at home at little five points because there is so many black people in there in those stores and I can't vouch for every single store and say well yeah this black person owns it but the fact that they're even there working in the store and that growing up though like growing up I didn't see that a lot maybe it's just the environment I grew up in whatever it is it motivated me to want to do it for myself because I didn't see it a lot and then coming here and seeing it it really affirms that I'm on the right path and so being in little five points that night really just meant a lot to me so after we talked to Derek um, actually, I do believe the conversation we had with Derek might have been after we went to the metaphysical store. Maybe. I'm not sure. Time is weird for me. But either way, so before or after we talked to Derek, we went into this metaphysical shop. It's called Three Corners. And this is on Euclid Ave in Atlanta. I'm not sure. The store owner, oh my gosh, 
he is amazing when i tell you we walked in this shop and he was in the middle of talking to customers um giving them a reading almost and it almost didn't feel like a reading because i don't believe you know it wasn't like he sat them down and they paid him and i think they were striking up a conversation i think this is who so much to where who he is you know so much so that this is who he defines himself as no matter how he speaks or when he speaks or who he speaks to it might be a certain level of reading in there just based off of these conversations that we walked into and the conversations that we had with him my cousin and I that we had with him after those people left there's absolutely no way a definite like his definition of him does not involve being a a practitioner of this stuff because that is so let me just get to the point either way so we walk into the store and we hear him talking to these people and mind you he is reading this lady to filth reading her to filth like i can't even think of anything specific that he was saying but just basically like yeah no those trust issues you got yep girl you need to work them out you and that boyfriend break up with him because he ain't shit like i don't know even know why you are still so i'm sitting here listening to him like oh my god like whoa whoa like how are you doing this right now and so me and my cousin are looking at each other while he's talking to them like girl what the fuck like he really doing some shit so we're just looking around the shop he has a lot of interesting things in there um we stopped at this offering to one of our ancestors i asked him there's a man in a frame there and there's money all around this picture candles i've seen a pack of backwoods you know like it was it was beautiful the offering there completely undisturbed so either way um when they walk out you know his thing is to ask you what your favorite color is and so we sat down we got into a conversation he and I because I got my first tarot deck and I was told which it turns out is a myth but I was told through my the way that I take in information either through a podcast or reading or something that you know it's not it's an unlucky omen to buy your first tarot deck and it should be gifted to you and stuff like that and maybe I was recalling that wrong maybe they didn't say that you have to be gifted with your first tarot deck or maybe they just said it was better off either way magic told me that it was a myth and in that moment I'm like cool you know what brother you said it's a myth it's a myth I'm getting this tarot deck I don't even care because I've been wanting to get into something like that and so we're talking oh my god y'all so I'm talking to magic and I was telling him I'm like um because he says to my cousin like yeah no y'all are both empaths but you he points to me you are empath empath and you need to get your shit together I'm like well what like I don't know I don't know I thought my shit was already together uh is it not so I'm sitting there, I'm like, damn, like, you know, I thought my shit was already together. So he's talking to my cousin about what she needs to go through. And I'm sitting here reeling like, wow. So it's finally my turn to talk to him. And I was telling him like, yeah, no, I'm into Reiki and stuff. And I just, I can't like my palms feel blocked and it just feels like I can't touch anyone's auras anymore. And I can't feel, I can't feel them. I can't, my palms don't tingle how they used to all type of things. And at the same instant I was saying this, someone walks in the store. And so he says to me, oh, yes, because you and your dad and instantly goes to greet whoever just walked in the store. And my cousin looks at me and I look at her. I'm like, what? What? I'm sorry. Excuse me. What did you just say? 
He says, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's between you and your dad. Like, you got to figure out what's going on between you and your dad. I'm like, what? So I'm sitting there. He goes back to talking to the customers that just walked in. I'm sitting there looking at my cousin like, what the fuck? Whoa, whoa. So I'm reeling through this. I'm like, damn, I really thought that interaction, you know, I thought that was something I already healed through. I thought that was something I've been working on, chewing through bit by bit. But apparently not because when he said it, it resonated so tough with me that I literally got up and went and put some money on the offering. I'm like, look, ancestors, I don't know who this magical being is that you just brought into my life, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pay it forward. I got to put my money on the offering, grab that tarot deck off the shelf because it was the last one there, mind you. Grab that tarot deck off the shelf and sat right back down in front of him at the register. And so when he's wrapping up that conversation, I'm like, okay, so I tell him that my dad passed away five years ago and stuff like that. And so he goes on to ask me, like, do you see him in your dreams? I'm like, no, like, I don't remember my dreams. And I don't really hear from him that much. And he's just like, yeah, you probably don't need him right now. And you trying to communicate with him is not your best interest. And you don't, you know, he was just going into it. Just know, y'all, he really read me, like, laid all my shit bare, basically. And, and in that moment that alone like that magical sense of just knowing exactly what to say and cutting through all the bullshit like it just made me realize not in that very moment but just now in retrospect how deeply important it is to really know yourself because I do believe magic is someone that's his name by the way (laughs) his name is magic so I do believe magic knows himself so well and knows his energy so well that if you walk up to him, you know, if you're in his vicinity, that aura that you're giving off, the energy, the magnetic, electrical pulses that you're giving off is going to disturb. You know, imagine like a ripple in a pond. If he's a still pond because he knows himself, you know, there's no war going on there. There's no waves, crashes, no ebbs, no flows, or maybe there are. But, you know, from what I picked up on, if you're you get to a place that you're so calm on the inside, the instant someone that is warring with themselves, whether they know it or not, apparently like me, the instant that that person comes around, you're going to know exactly what those disturbances are because you can sense them. You felt them in yourself. You know where they used to be. You know where they are when they come back up. And so when someone comes to you in that distorted vibration of needing to let go of their dad dying you will know exactly how to call that out and since the magical aspect of the world that viewpoint of the world is where I'm going because that's how I like to see the world it is important for me to know myself and define myself and to encourage other people to know themselves as well because as much as I could call myself a healer and I want to be a healer in the future and help people through that Healers do not heal other people. Healers do not heal other people. Healers open up the space for that person to heal themselves. That is all. We, as healers, we do not heal people. And so when you have to be careful of people giving that definition of themselves. Oh, you know, I can heal you. I can unblock your chakras. That is not up to them to do. And that is something I believe is a universal truth. No one can heal us, but they can absolutely give us the space to do it for ourselves and that's what I seek to create in all my friendships 
and relationships and things. I can't heal you. I can't fix you. But I will definitely create the space for you to be safe and vulnerable enough to work through and heal yourself and define yourself. And maybe, you know, ask me the definitions and see if maybe it applies. Maybe if you need a second opinion and, hey, does this definition of me line up? You know, I could be there to help that person. And that's what I like to do in my friendships. And so since I haven't been able to practice Reiki, which let me define that really quickly for those that don't know. Reiki is the, um, an energetic healing practice and there's a lot of different ways to do it. And so I won't speak in bold lines and hard terms. But for me, Reiki is aura manipulation, energy manipulation is something that I have to clean my hands before and after doing is something that I have to have permission from the person to do. And it is highly intimate to where I wouldn't, I personally would not do Reiki on just anyone. Not before I learn how to control it, not before I learn how to get it back, not before I'm comfortable enough in my repracticing of it. Mm, I've never been able to just do Reiki on anyone, on just anyone, whoever wanted it. And so that is where I am with that and learning how to come back to that place because in healing people because that's what I want to do I need to know myself more there's clearly something that's blocking my powers because I can't be out here touching people's auras and trying to help them heal themselves if I still have shit that I need to work through at least big stuff like that little day-to-day karma is not going to prevent me from helping anyone but something as big as not letting go of my dad's death it absolutely will and it makes me wonder what are the things other people are walking around with that they haven't healed yet and that's why they can't do what they say they will or that's why they can't you know their definition of themselves and who they present to the world are totally different there's reasons behind everything and that interaction alone really unlocked so much more for me like me not being able to do reiki for the past two or three years Of course, that has something to do with my dad now that I think about it. But it also has so many other implications. You know, I can't do Reiki. I can't feel and touch and heal people the way that I personally have grown to be able to do it. So naturally, I would be in a state of isolation. I would be in a state of, you know, closed offedness from other people. And that is exactly where I have been. You know, my life is a representation of being blocked from doing Reiki. Honestly, the more that I'm looking at it ever since having that interaction. And so it just baffles me how much you can think that you have it figured out and you just don't. Like, I definitely just don't have it figured out at all. And so I'm happy to have this podcast to really work through it. And don't worry, I'm going to get us some guests on here. It's not just going to be me droning on about my own problems. I'm going to have guests. Um, Don't worry, I'm working on that. It's just kind of difficult. It's difficult. Don't worry, though. I'm working on the guests. But just back to the magical topic. That is such a huge part of who I am. And I got the tarot deck. And I'm happy that I did. Because I I want to get into the magic. And I was asking them, I'm like, you know, this is your shop. And this is something that I want to do. I want to have my own metaphysical shop. Like, that is just, that is a major goal of mine. And he was saying, you know, just do the work. You know, make sure if this is what you want to do, you're doing the work for it. And you never know how it's going to 
come into your life, that story was passed down to him. And so I absolutely loved that advice and it absolutely resonated with me. And I'm going to do everything I can in my power to move me closer to that goal with the help from who I am as a person and knowing what I'm capable of and knowing what opportunities I can successfully take based off of the definitions that I have made and that have stood up against what people think that I am and the definitions that people project onto me. So with all of that in conjunction, I do believe my dreams and goals are not far-fetched or not out of this world or not insurmountable. Like I can I can definitely attain my goals through all those things and I'm sure there's many more things I haven't even come to yet. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Okay, so for the first half of the episode, I spent a time talking about kind of the practical stuff. But honestly, I don't want to neglect the metaphysical side of things either in this program that I'm doing. Because it is, like I said in the first episode, the metaphysical part of things to this life is very important to me personally. And I understand that the things that I say are sort of an infringement on what a lot of people believe is possible and on what a lot of people believe is real and true and not batshit crazy yeah you know what I get it I understand if I say everything is a simulation and this is a video game and do whatever the fuck you want and you think I'm batshit crazy I understand that and so take this as a trigger warning please if you do not like the discussion of things that are otherworldly of things that are that require your imagination to stretch a little bit on things that require you to see the world from a perspective that you weren't taught to if you do not like being told that everything you know is a lie if you do not like being told that none of this shit is real and you can do whatever you want I now allow you to pause me leave in peace right now let me give you some silence Okay, you still here. So I need you to understand that you have now decided to partake in this crazy shit with me. You are now deciding to allow the supernatural into your natural, the metaphysical into your physical. So you know what? Here we go. Last chance. All right, whatever. You still here. So we're going to talk about this shit. So what I firmly believe, what I firmly believe, and I want to do a whole entire segment on this in the future, but let me just give you bit by bit to start so we can all be on the same page. I personally believe that this is a sort of projection. Everything that you see when you open your eyes is a a type of projection based off of things that I've heard through like particle physics. You know how like um, an electron, when it's not being observed, it will vanish and then when it's when someone's looking at it then it'll stop and so it moves all around and then when you look at it then it stops in place or like how you can do one thing to a particle a photon somewhere else like you do one thing to it here and then somewhere else the opposite proton is being affected the same exact way there's so many physics that go into the shit that I think about I need y'all to know this is not just bitch sitting in her room coming up with shit no I've literally it's so crazy how I have just enough study and just enough areas to come up with these conclusions and I believe that they're accurate. So I do believe that all of this world is a sort of projection. Even Elon Musk 
has theorized that we might be in a simulation. And I completely believe that because if we're here to learn, and there's some things that just make sense to me. So listen to this. If we're here to learn ourselves and we're here to be limited in our abilities to further learn ourselves you know we were able to fly who knows you know there's so much we wouldn't learn by being forced to learn how to drive or being forced to learn how to walk first there's so much we learn from that as people that knowing how to fly oh that takes away the class system of cars and if this person has a shitty car or no car or a nice car or a bad car that is all lessons and that's all judgments and things that we all have to learn through so we all knew how to fly that takes away a whole area of lesson and learning that we all could have went through so i do believe we come here under the most maybe this isn't the most of all the planets but i'm gonna stop backtracking and disclaiming so we come here under the most strenuous barriers we're stuck in a physical body if our body gets sick we get sick we are forced to be around people that judge us that don't know us we are around you know we're in a world where they tell you who you have to be based on how you look based on your ethnicity race sexual orientation religion things like that we're in a world where people die for having different religions we are here in a sort of video game mind you i do play a lot of sims so that has helped me but we're here in something learning ourselves that is the whole point of this life and that is why we are here and that is why it is so fucking hard i don't believe spiritually speaking my soul does not have to go through this shit it's not like this is all there is and when you die there's just nothing i don't believe that i think i decided to come here to learn shit i do because it is so apparently fake to me and how is it fake well shit it's just the way i don't know it's so simple it could all really be so simple just like lauren said and it becomes abundant to me that there's powers put in place to complicate things the government and oh and education and healthcare. all of these things could just be fucking free all of these things could be free it could be you wake up, you go to school, no one's putting pressure on you to go get a degree for something that's not going to matter. You live your life and you take care of the people around you and you love them and you grow your food, you eat what you grow, you wear what you sew, fuck. So, you know, like it could really be so simple and it's just not, it's not everyone here. I don't know a single person, no matter what it looks like from the outside i don't know a single person that is not struggling or has not struggled at some point in their life how then can you tell me that this is not by design if it wasn't by design why the fuck are we going through all of this if all of this is not by design why do we subscribe to these laws and these concepts and dichotomies that do not serve us good and bad right and wrong this shit does not serve us male female if you're gonna kill someone over whether or not they identify as a male or a female or whatever the fuck they want to come up with in between those two things if you're going to kill someone for that you know like why even have it there why do we even give a fuck about any of this if this is causing people to be murdered race you know and so because it's so common sense to me that we should just stop participating in all this shit and we don't that is what allows me to believe that it has to be this is by design to some extent 
We got to be deciding to participate in this shit to some extent. Because if not, why are we doing it? You know, if, oh, she's going to die because she can't afford her health care. Why the fuck are we not just giving this person health care? I mean, what? Because the law, you know? And so it's clearly by design to me because I, I just see, you know, if something is there, if you have the medicine behind the counter and a person, a human being needs it, how, what sense does it make to you to not just hand it to them? But it's a simulation. I'm telling you it is. We come here to learn things. You know, we're all gifted with our group of angels or our group of guides that all care about us and that all want to see us succeed in this game. And how Jessa Reed describes it, which I love, is the difference between RPG, role-playing game, and first-person shooter. So for those who don't really get it or don't play video games, so first-person shooter would be like 007 back in the day or Call of Duty these days where all you see is the gun and you're just walking around with it and you're shooting it like that. And then rpg would be like sims so you see the whole house you see the layout you see all your characters you control everything around you and that is how i think the world is with our higher self having the rpg position and who we are on the ground that is our first person shooter our avatar you know imagine that like you start your video game up your earth life video game right turn it on start it up first thing they ask you what do you want to learn you know what role are you going to play Maybe you choose the superhero one or the mystic one or the politician or the religious whoever the fuck. You know, you choose that and say, okay, cool. So design your avatar. Pick your avatar. I clearly chose a fine-ass black woman, (laughs) okay, that is baby sister. You know, I chose all those things for my avatar. Mom, dad, siblings, all those things, birthmark on my leg, everything down to the tattoos I'm going to get in the future. And then you pick you where you're going to be from. You know, where are you from? Or maybe you pick where you're from first and they line you up with a family in this video game that adds up to the lessons that you said you wanted to learn. And you pick which avatar you want to play from that family. Maybe it's that way. I'm not sure. Again, this is just wild theory for me. This is just shit I've come up with while being bored and or off some sort of influence. So either fucking way. So you start the video game up. Pick your lessons. Pick your avatar. And pick your powers. Maybe you're really, really good at forgiving people. Maybe you're really good at discernment, logic, speech. You always know exactly what to say. Transmutation. And I say that because that's what I believe it is. It's like you are given negative energy, but you can always turn it into something positive. Or the opposite side of that. You have such positivity around you, but you turned it into negativity. That's transmutation as well. I can't speak on anything else, but that's the power right there. You pick your powers, what tools you're going to give yourself, what disadvantages. You can't just come in having everything because even people born into rich families oh they definitely have things that are disadvantages let's not assume just because people are rich they have it all put together so you pick your disadvantages maybe you pick mental disadvantages or physical disabilities and you press start everything goes dark and you wake up crying because you just got born into this game right so you in this game you playing shit your higher self is up there with the controller trying to get you to go get you to go on the right path but let's not forget this is not just some 
3D video game. This is some high-tech shit. I mean, look around. If this was a video game, this is a high-tech-ass video game. This is virtual reality to the nth degree, okay? This is the most... The graphics in this bitch is amazing, okay? If this is a video game, damn. I wonder what console it's on, okay? So it's like... Looking around, you know, you born, you grow up, and you going through all this shit, and you have... You and your higher self decided what life path you wanted to take before you press start on this video game, before you were ever even born. You and your higher self decided what you wanted to do and how y'all was going to play it. With the understanding that once you were born, the separation comes from your higher self and who you are on the ground. And you have to then not only cultivate that bond back between your higher self and who you are on the ground, but you also have to do that and be taking the right steps on the path that you decided before you came here with your higher self you know this your higher self wanted to come and play earth life game to learn some shit get some experience points unlock some trophies you know they had to do this shit then if that's what they wanted to do they had to buckle down and play this game earth life sentence we don't know how long we here for maybe your game life was 35 years Maybe yours is only 10 years. You know, you never know how long you signed up, what what contract you signed to play this earth game and for how long. So you better be down here learning your shit. So you don't have to, that was just a trial run. Now you got to do it again. Imagine that. You go through all this hardship in your life and they tell you it was just a trial because you didn't learn enough. So you got to go do the shit again. I'm sorry. I don't know about y'all or how much y'all love y'all life. And I do love mine. But I do not want to do this shit again once I'm done. I came down to Earth Life to play this game. I'm going to play this game, get my trophies, and get the fuck on. That's what I'm telling y'all. That's what I support, and that's what I encourage. However, whatever. So we in this game, right? Simulation. You come down here, and there's tools you get. There's people you meet. You picking up information. You unlocking new locations, meeting new characters, all type of shit all type of shit and the end goal the point to all of this is to remember that you are in somewhere that you decided to be you decided to be here love you did that's hard to hear i know it is maybe not everybody because in what i've learned too in the channelings and things i've listened to they say that not everyone's soul consciously was able to decide where they are like as if some people are kind of just um generated and then you have to you know you wake up and they say oh sheeple you know people are asleep they sleep in the game they sleep in the matrix once you wake up then that's when you start to build that relationship back with your higher self and from lives after that you can decide to come back here or not so no maybe you personally didn't decide to come here this time and that's fine but i'm gonna talk to people that did decide so we decided to come here we wrote down our lessons we wanted to learn they said we got an earth life for you that's gonna satisfy that do you want to sign this contract and come down and live this earth life yes or no now you clearly said yes because we here and so we all here right now in this little, in this party, whatever the fuck they call it on PlayStation. We all in this party together. Learning this shit. That's why they say everything happens for a reason. And where you are right now and where you were born and what time and all that shit is important. 
because that means you was you decided to go to that geographical location be around those people in that environment and learn those lessons that that environment has because it's something important it's going to serve you in some way shape or form and so that is why you're here and that's just what i believe i think the majority of people decided to come here to learn some shit we got to pick our avatars we get to pick where we're going to go and maybe major things that might happen to us in our lives and we also get to decide to change our minds once we get down here if we want to i don't think that our higher self would ever sign us up for something we didn't want to do and so i don't see that being something that happens a lot but i do think it's possible i mean ain't no telling i believe in free will and i believe in the non-infringement of said free will once we start this game once i'm down here if I decide to go against something me and my higher self chose, I don't believe my higher self. You know, clearly people's higher selves are not just jumping out the sky like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nope, you got to turn around. We didn't sign up for this in the game. Ain't nobody jumping out the sky stopping us from making mistakes. Nobody is coming to us from the future like I'm your future self. You have to stop. No one is doing that. Therefore, we must be allowed some free will to some extent. We must be allowed to fuck our lives over as much as we want to. Because no one is stopping us. I mean, who the fuck? No one's dropping down from the sky and doing it. So we must be allowed to do whatever the hell we want. Now, I'm not saying that to incite violence. If that's the first thing you think of, baby, maybe you should probably go and talk to someone about that. If the first thing you want to do is harm yourself or other people. I don't support that. I don't condone that. I don't support taking away someone's, you know, contractual. You know, they signed a contract to play this game. And to cut that off short, that's not my place. So that's just how I feel about hurting people. I don't subscribe to it. I don't like to hurt people. And I will never encourage someone to do so. However, shit, I'm not going to speak on your your contract either. I don't know what y'all signed up to do. All I can know, all I can know, and all I can count on, and all I can define is myself. That's it. And that's pretty okay for me. I'm comfortable only defining myself. I don't mind it at all. But I do think that that is part of the life here. I think it's a simulation. If we're being real, and that's what I always say on my bitch. Time is relative, okay? If you're doing what you got to do, you're going to get to where you got to go. And that's on period. Like, it does not matter because it's not real. None of these consequences here are, you know, it's not the end of the world. You bankrupt, so what? Millions of people have been bankrupt. you probably been bankrupt before in a different life. It's not the end of the world. Nothing here is the end of the world. And that's another reason why I just feel so sure that it's not to be taken so seriously. I mean, if y'all knew how small we were comparatively to everything that they've observed in space, I don't think we would take ourselves so seriously. Our sun alone. First of all, our sun is one million miles apart. Mind you, yes, I know this topic is running kind of rampant, but please just follow me along here. So our sun from one end to the other is a million miles wide a million miles wide that is how big our sun is and do you know that our sun is among the smallest the smallest of suns that have been observed in our universe it is among the smallest there are some suns that can fit billions of our suns in it not millions billions of our suns in it and so if that is the case right then and there 
a sun that big, imagine the planets that that sun must have revolving around it and how big they must be. Because if they're as small as our planet revolving around that huge sun, it would have been got sucked in by now. Maybe I'm going too far into the physics, but just like I said, follow me along here. It would have got sucked into that big planet, that big mass of energy if our little tiny earth was floating around a sun that was a billion times bigger than ours. And so with that being said, how small are we really? How small are we really? There has to be planets out there that could fit a billion earths in it, a million earths in it. Imagine the beings that live on a planet that that's big, that that is that big. That those creatures would have never had to you know, in the same ways that we started getting smaller because resources started running out. Like how they say insects used to be huge millions of years ago. They used to be huge. But as the atmosphere started to thin, the bugs and stuff got smaller because their their bodies couldn't take it, you know. So we're bound by the dimensions of Earth and the physics of Earth. That's what determines our height and weight and this and that. Gravity and everything. So imagine a planet a million times bigger than Earth. And how big those people must be on that planet. Why the hell then do we think everything we do here is so serious? And I don't care what they say. Oh, well, they've never technically found life on other planets. I mean, really, though? Do you really fucking think? Do you really fucking think? Beings such as humans are just the most magnificent, the smartest things that have ever been made in the universe or any universe anywhere. If you believe that, please let me know because I would love to have you on as a guest. Let me know if you think the humans are the most immaculate thing that the universe has come up with thus far. I would love to have you on because I just damn straight, damn skippy do not believe that. Not no shade to my fellow humans, but hey, y'all, we not the best that it is. We can't even fly. We can't even fly. You mean to tell me that we supposed to be the best, most smartest things on the planet? No, I don't. We're on the planet, maybe. But I don't I don't agree with that. And I don't think that is true. And I think that that is human biasy to believe that we're this, the only life form in the universe. No, not at all. And I honestly forgot where I was going with that. But just bear with me. <laughs> we're not the only ones here, y'all. And so we shouldn't be taking ourselves so seriously. And I don't think it should be such a such an imposition whatever impeding I don't think it should impede your free will of knowledge it's so hard to hear that there's a big possibility that we're not the only ones here I mean I don't even think it's a possibility I think it's a fact like it is a fact at this point to me in my life and what I've observed and everything that's being hidden and kept from people it's a fact that we're not the only ones here so why then do we take this shit so seriously to where people have to die over it? People are dying over this simulation? Like, seriously? I didn't, I didn't think it was that deep. I just thought we came here, we learned some shit, get in a couple fights, you never know. It's gonna be conflict, I'm not saying that. But damn, you killing people over it? That's deep. I just understand maybe you might have had to steal some shit. Maybe you was hungry and you got to feed the kids and baby need a new pair of shoes. So you had to run up in somebody's shit. Maybe. Maybe. But you got to kill for it. That shit is so deep to me in the way not even I'm not even talking about crime and poverty. Because that alone you get so hungry you might do. Ain't no telling. I'm talking about the major things like we really 
had people dying because they can't afford penicillin or people dying because they can't afford their HIV medicine and stuff like that and chemo. What the hell? Y'all really think this shit is that deep to be dying over? Well, all power to you. All power to you. And I really want to oversimplify this so y'all can see how silly we are for taking ourselves so seriously on this tiny little itty bitty planet doing what when we really could just be all baking cookies and loving making love and art that's what we could be doing but hey that's not the lessons we came here to learn it's just not the lessons we came here to learn this time around i guess and so maybe i'm just here to preface the next cycle maybe the next cycle on earth we're gonna be happier and that's why i'm here because it's a future that i can feel it's a reality that i can feel I can feel new earth, y'all. I'm going to talk about that too. But before I go, I want to oversimplify this experience with this analogy. Listen, it's called all the world's potatoes. So if you come down here into this world, right? This entire universe, let's just say the earth, this entire world and everything we can observe is potatoes. And so therefore, no matter what piece of it you take out, it should always be able to be roped back into the grand scheme that this is all potatoes, right? So people have different ways of defining and describing and understanding the environment around them, whether that be through religion or science, spirituality, atheism, or anything else that you personally can think of because in in religion we have our own spinoff so there's muslim christianity all type of judaism whatever religion you can think of will fall under that and whatever science you can think of chemistry and physics and biology and mathematics and aerodynamics all of these things spirituality some people are taoists or buddhists or you know free free spirit practitioners which i just made that up because that feels good to me and i think that that's what i will want what i want to be so whatever you know each of these branches has its own let me think each of these own trees has its own branches right if religion is a tree in this analogy but whatever the fuck we're talking about potatoes here so religion is gonna have to be french fries science is gonna have to be mashed potatoes spirituality is tater tots and the atheists to me are just like, you know, yeah, there's no potato. I don't even know what the fuck this bitch is talking about. Hey, atheist, love you. You part of this potato too, baby. So either way, people, you go into religion, French fries, right? So let's say Christianity is chili cheese. Muslim is just cheese. So people are fighting over how you perceive this french fry christians and muslims are fighting each other over how they perceive the french fry then you got the physicists that come in and they're like hey both of these people are crazy because it's not french fries at all it's fucking mashed potatoes so then you got the scientists then who are all mashed potatoes some of them got chives some of them are got a baked potato some of them got sour cream some of them are all done up with the combo and they just know everything and they're fighting with the religion over whether it's mashed potatoes or french fries and it's like at what point 
do we all realize that this shit is just potatoes it don't even matter how you see the world what we're all trying to understand is the same thing we're all trying to make sense of the same one potato like we all just trying to make sense of this shit so then spirituality come in like hey both of these motherfuckers crazy it ain't french fries or mashed potatoes this shit is tater tots period it's tater tots i can pull this card to tell you why it's tater tots i can tell you what tater tot that you are i can tell you you need to leave that tater tot the fuck alone because he so we can go on and on about the tater tots and mind you i'm a tater tot seeing type of bitch because i'm kind of a little bit of mashed a little bit of fried both of them so whatever so that's how i decide but even in my tater totedness i still recognize that this is just potatoes y'all it's just potatoes why the fuck it's not that deep to be dying over i personally don't think that it is now i can't speak on the lessons people gotta learn maybe tommy talked too much been talking too much in all his past lives and maybe that's why he had to get dealt with i can't speak on everybody but what i can do is speak on myself and speak on the people that i've met and how the things that i've learned line up to them and i i learned some pretty general things that do line up to a lot of people that i meet it's not many people that tell me that i'm batshit crazy once they actually sit down and have a conversation with me and so with that being said whether you french fries a baked potato or tater tot i'ma see these potatoes and i'm just trying to catch up okay no but for real um i appreciate y'all for listening to me um really really appreciate it thank you for following along this far and going into these crazy ass topics with me because i do expect it to get a lot more weird so please keep in mind that it is your decision to listen to this weird ass shit hey hey this is real life for me i'm a weirdo always have been but um i love you guys and happy birthday not sure if it's your birthday but i felt like saying that um happy birthday i hope you have a great time be safe don't do anything i wouldn't do which leaves you with a lot of things that you could potentially do on your birthday so don't worry not too um restrictive there um but i want to shout out my social medias life as we grow it podcast on instagram life as we grow it on instagram or i'm sorry on twitter and facebook please share this this podcast is available on most major platforms including spotify and apple music or apple podcast it's also available on anchor and so many other sites that i honestly had never heard of before this so please do your due diligence and pass this podcast on to two people let's just do that let's just tell two people about it this week let them know that i am weird as hell and i am interested in how they think so please join the group on facebook or twitter instagram whatever and let me know what you guys think please be nice because i am quite defensive about this stuff because i don't talk out loud about it very often so i love you guys again happy birthday again thank you so much for checking me out spread the word And this has been Life As We Grow It.